What's going on, everybody? Josh Calloway alongside James D. Jackson, Sooners Illustrated, and 24-7 Sports at the stadium for the final time this season. As Oklahoma closed the year on a three-game win streak, they put up 69 points on the board against TCU today in the final Big 12 game ever to be played here on Owen Field. The Sooners win at 69-45, finished the season at 10-2. James, before the year, you know, all, all summer long, we're talking about this team that won six games last year saying that they really should win at least nine. But if you can get to that 10 or maybe even 11 benchmark, that's got to be considered a good year. Well, here we are. The season has come to an end. They won 10 games. They did a lot to like offensively, defensively, not so much. But at the end of the day, three-game win streak to close the year after that two-game little skid in the middle. Mm -hmm. Solid way to finish the regular season here today. Definitely. I mean, you, you had a lot of expectations going into the season, as you mentioned. Right. And I guess where you're at right now, there's not a lot to complain about with this team. I mean, the, the expectations grew a little bit during the middle of that season. Sure. As you, as you sure. took down Texas, you were looking really, really good, like a top four team, and you had a little skid. But you get back to where you want to be. You take care of business in the last three games of the season, and you overcome quarterbacks going out, you overcome your wide receiver going down, you overcome all that, and you get to 10 wins. And I mean, it's not much you complain about. And how about this team at home, or just in the state of Oklahoma? In the state yeah. of Oklahoma, because you play Tulsa too. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a it's a whole different offense when they come out in Lloyd Noble or or at Tulsa. It's it's crazy how good they are at home now. Yeah. No, I mean. Tulsa was basically a home game. It was yeah. mainly OU yeah. fans. This team, and we're going to talk about the offense first, obviously. They put up 60-plus points again. Obviously, a pick-six mixed in, but that's still 62 from the offense alone. You think of what they did with West Virginia, what they did to Iowa State, going back, like you said, that Tulsa game, Arkansas State. At home this year, this offense is unstoppable, basically. Dylan Gabriel throws all over the place. They run the ball. They get big plays. Lots of guys contribute. It doesn't look the same when they're on the road. They don't. They don't seem as aggressive and, and things like that. It got them into trouble both in Lawrence and in Stillwater. But today, obviously, James, Jeff Lebby, you know, that those two games in Lawrence and Stillwater, we talked about it. We talked about it on these wraps, our podcast with Tom and Colin. You know, public enemy number one for Oklahoma fans, basically. But the last few weeks, he's figured it out. They have dialed it up. They were unstoppable against West Virginia. They were unstoppable in the first half against BYU before Dylan Gabriel got hurt and they had to kind of figure things out with Jackson Arnold. And they were unstoppable again today. This offense did whatever it wanted. Dylan Gabriel, 400 more yards. Sawchuk, another big day. Drake Stoops, another big day. Offensively, it was it was pretty close to perfect. I mean, not a whole lot to complain about. In fact, I would say nothing to complain about. Massive day offensively, and Jeff Levy's finishing this year on a major high note. Definitely. I mean, it, the offense was so aggressive today. Just throwing the deep yeah, ball on the first play of the game, yeah. just just going after it and, you know, completing those passes. And they did exactly what a lot of people have been asking for for, you know, the majority of the season. Go downfield. I mean, test out the middle. You know, do all that. Test it out. Enough of the sideways plays and things like that. And it <laughs> right. really showed how, 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 how good they are. And Jaden Gibson talked about it afterwards. You know, he, he drove a guy five yards into the end zone on his touchdown. He, <laughs> he was just like, walked in. That was hilarious. <laughs> celebrated before. It was like, yeah, I did it on, I did it on purpose. I wanted <laughs> to let them know something. But he was like, yeah, we just we, we had to let Jeff let me know that we're, we could be those guys. We're, we're the guys that, are, that we were recruited to be. Just got to trust us. And it was on us to kind of come out and really show that. And they got to this point at the end of the year where they finally got on that page and everything like that. So they're, just, they're really just going out down the field and doing a good job of it. And that, that showed pretty early here on because, as you said, Dylan Gabriel, 400 yards 400 passing. Yards. What a season. That's, I mean, he's top ten, top five maybe, I think, now overall in the, yeah. in the national list. So, I mean, he's he's done a great job, you know, handling all the adversity they had this season, doing everything they need to do. And just now they're, they're looking pretty good. Now it's all up to where the scenario is going to be. I yeah, mean, I have, right. it's watching that closely now. Yeah. No, I mean, it, 
It's it's really unbelievable what Dylan Gabriel has done, you know, this year in the back end. And and this week, I mean, we didn't know if he was going to play. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast on Tuesday. It felt unlikely to me that he would play. Obviously, he was evaluated for concussion. Brent Venables confirmed that uh, today. Obviously, he said last week in Provo, upper body injury is what he called it. We all saw his head hit the ground. Today, he did confirm he was evaluated for concussion. They found out yesterday that he was officially going to be good to go, and they tossed him out there. First play, like you said, bombing it deep, 400 yards. Drake Stoops, his final game here, obviously uh, quite the career for him, and he finished another high note, over 100 yards once again. Offensively, it was uh, a whole lot of good, not a whole lot uh, to be stopped at all. Jackson Arnold got in at the very end of this game, got a nice send-off for both Stoops and Gary. Got to come out do the kind of the final curtain call type thing. Really a storybook way to end it uh, offensively. Defensively, it was not great today, obviously. Uh, 45 points on the board for the Horn Frogs. Now, TCU's got a good offense. We talked about that coming in. Top 10 passing attack in the country. You know, it was okay in the first half, not awful, but the third quarter, as Brent Venables put it himself, an abomination of football was how he phrased it in postgame. Uh, it was it was quite bad. In TCU, this game was felt over, um, and it all of a sudden wasn't over as TCU cut it to 14. Now, obviously, the offense kept scoring and pushed it back out, but for a while there, James, it was, uh, was kind of gross defensively. And again, Gentry Williams got banged up, had to leave this game. That plays a big part in it. I, you know, it's been a weird year defensively because there's been a lot of improvement, a lot of really good things to like, but also some some moments that weren't great. We saw what BYU did on the ground last week. There was more of that today. Imani Bailey put up another nice rush total for TCU. What do you kind of make of what you saw defensively today? Because obviously there was there was a lot of bad, uh, frankly, in this game. You know, I think I think you see that first half. I think they did. They were pretty good in the first half. They were pretty solid, yeah, as, as Brent right. Venable said. You know, yeah. just 16 points. I think is what it was. In the third quarter, which is where Rivendell said they've been really good all season long, it was not good this time. I mean, 22 points in that third quarter they gave up. It was just sure. just not good, not not filling the assignments they're supposed to. Just, and you talked about it, Emmanuel Bailey just run all, ran all over the Oklahoma defense. I mean, it, it just it was just uncanny from what you know that you've seen early on in the season. It just wasn't clicking at this time around. And I guess Oklahoma wanted to pay a little homage to the Big 12 in their final <laughs> game. Just Good have, point. A, have yeah. a Big 12 score. I mean, just 69 to 45 is one of those old classic shootout games that you see in the Big 12 over and over again. And I guess maybe that's what it was. I'm not sure entirely. But thankfully that OU got, were able to pull it out. You know, defense gave it a, get a couple stops there at the end. Billy Mumba Jr. once again getting an interception. Yeah, I mean, He's most pick sixes in, in Oklahoma season. Like, is that is that what the stat is? I think three, three, three this year for Billy Bowman, yeah. his sixth pick of the year. Yeah, and it was it was a special one too because he broke a bunch of tackles and he's just zigzagging around the field. That's where the return man in him takes over. Obviously, that's a guy who's got a background in returning kicks and punts and things like that, and it was on display. So yeah, I mean. Not, you know, some good things, some very bad things. And when your head coach gets after and says the third quarter was an abomination of football defensively, that lets you know uh, how things were. But like like they've kind of done a lot this year. They made some big plays in the second half to get the job done. And that's where they stand now, 10-2. and two, And now we wait, like, like you said, like you kind of alluded to a little bit ago. Obviously, we're sitting here right now. It's almost 5 o'clock Central Time here in Norman. Texas Tech Tech is tonight. Oklahoma State plays tomorrow. Kansas State plays tomorrow. Oklahoma still is mathematically alive in the Big 12 race, but we're not going to know if they're going to Arlington until after tomorrow's games are over. But that being said, James, 10-2, and two, obviously a couple of conference losses, but they bounced back from it. They didn't let the wheels fall off. They finished the regular season on a three-game win streak, a 10-win season, a four-win improvement from last year. How do you kind of just surmise the year and – how you look forward. Obviously, we may be talking about the Big 12 Championship game next week, but even if that's not the case, 
it's you're gonna I have a hard time saying anything other than a massive success uh, here at U2 under Brent Venables a big leap forward from what they were a year ago yeah as you said I mean it, it's, it's a big leap forward that's that's exactly what it is I mean yeah. you look at where they were where they were last year six and seven and then to come back in this year and win 10 games get back to the the standards what Brent Venables called it get back to the standard yeah. of what OU football is getting to those double digit win seasons I mean, that's that's what they wanted to be at. So it's, it's a massive leap because it's just year two. You know, you're just getting your guys in. You're just getting all that together. And it's a little letdown from what maybe you saw early in the season. Like, man, this team could have really been sure. you know, up there. But you still had a lot, of, a lot of good things happen this year, a lot of good things to carry over into what, you know, the unknown of the SEC. What, now you get, you know, more guys in. How are you going to handle all that situation? You get another quarterback at the helm. And, you know, it's just – there's a lot more to be excited about, but also a lot more to kind of like, all right, where are we going to be at type of situation. So I think that's, that's the point of it now. Well, obviously, you still have two games left probably to play. But yeah. you got to think about One probably. Yeah, two yeah. maybe. Two maybe, yeah. And you, you know, you get to that point. <laughs> but, you know, I can't, can't say much more about how they handled this last yeah. chance in the Big 12. It says a lot about Venables and the, and the staff that those two losses were just gut punch. I mean, after the Tex game, we talked about it many times. The thought around here was, oh my gosh, how good can this team be? How far can they go? And that was just in a, in the span of eight days or seven days, whatever. It was just, it was all gone. It just went away just like that. But they bounced back. They responded three straight wins in the regular season. Two really good showings at home. And now you finish regular season at ten and two, and you, you wait and see. You wait and see how the chips fall. And at the very least, you obviously have a, a decent bowl game waiting for you. Maybe even a New Year's Six. We'll see how other things fall, but obviously we'll reevaluate that in due time. And now you look ahead next year. You have a lot of key pieces coming back. Obviously, some decisions will have to be made, like from Billy Bowman, like from Danny Stutzman, some other guys certainly in that conversation as well. Certainly, it seems that like Dylan Gabriel is probably probably done and that's been the assumption all season the way he talked in post game kind of just reflecting on his time at OU certainly sounded like a guy that was probably knew he played his final game here especially the way Brent Venables talked about him Um, you know he said everything has its time cryptic (laughs) somewhat I took it to mean kind of like we all know that even though he has another year there's no reason to use it it's kind of how I took it Um, I would be shocked if Dylan Gabriel was back next year it's it's Jackson Arnold's show going into next season. Obviously, we don't know what the offensive coordinator will be like next season. Jeff Levy, a heavy candidate for the Mississippi State opening. He kind of touched on it a little bit today. Certainly something to monitor in the days coming up. But a lot to like about where this program is right now and obviously moving into next season. Also, Brent Venables is still alive and not injured. He got trampled almost. <laughs> he already almost died early on in the game. Just he, yeah, His words, right over there, that tunnel, you know, they run out, they run out through smoke. Yeah. And Venables leads the charge. He, he tripped and fell. I'm not sure what tripped him. And, I mean, the it's a full team, team is team running team. after him yeah. in smokes. So they can't even see him until he's there. I mean, it's it, it's it's we can laugh about it now, but legitimately, like it's very fortunate that he did not get seriously injured because yeah. he he the way he described it, it's worth watching the post game just for that. It's right at the end. He just kept getting his every time he tried to get up, he just kept getting his face shoved back into the ground because the whole team was behind him. That's actually very fortunate that he's okay, like that's, legitimately. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy that it, it, it could happen. So some. Like that, he was like he said in his mind. He was thinking about you know the people at concerts. concerts yeah. When it, when it happens, it's like those tragic moments. It's like he didn't know if he was gonna make it because 
you got to think about the type of guys that are coming out, and they have cleats on. I mean, yeah, big dudes, too, not like dudes. little guys. Yeah. Like, it could, it's very problematic. So, I mean, it's yeah. very fortunate that he wasn't seriously hurt and was able to, you know, continue his day. I mean, because that could have been a, a whole different ball game. And, you know, that's before the game. I think, Yeah. I mean, that's that changes a lot of things. Your head coach yeah. not out yeah, there. Yeah, he got injured or something. Yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. So, obviously, like I said, we can joke about it now because he's fine. Um, thankfully, but that was a, a scary moment there uh, for a moment in the uh, pregame run out. So there you have it. That's it. Uh, it's been a great season here at home. Oklahoma undefeated at home for the first, uh, for the 59th time, not the first time, for the 59th <laughs> time in program history, far from the first time. And now, like we said a couple of times, they wait. We'll find out what's next. Obviously, tune in Monday, the Sooners Illustrated podcast, James and I, along with Tom Green. We'll recap it all. Obviously, by then, we'll know if we're headed to Arlington next weekend or if we're looking ahead to whatever bowl will be on deck next for the Sooners. Oklahoma.247sports.com. Tons of great content there for you already. More to come over the weekend. Black Friday special, I think it's still going on at least through the end of today. I want to check on that. Jump on it. 75% off for a year, I believe it is. Phenomenal deal. Check that out. That's a great way to get If you're a little on the fence, you can get it for close to nothing and be along for the ride with us all through transfer portal season, through basketball season, the spring, and then obviously next football season. It's covered, covered within looks, that year. Basketball yeah. looks really good right now. Basketball <laughs> looks very good right now. Just took care of USC. Should be in the rankings on Monday. So a lot to like right now uh, and a good reason to hop on board with us at Sooners Illustrated. That's it for now. Let's get inside. It's cold out here. For James D. Jackson, I'm Josh Calloway. Sign up for the final time this season for Owen Field and the stadium in Norman. Sooners Illustrated podcast next up on Monday. Monday.